Welcome, listeners. We appreciate you tuning into our podcast. My name is Connor Sherman, and today I will be talking about why the students we interviewed chose K College, how the education differs between here and their home country, the overall ideology of belonging, according to the students, and how Yochi has dealt with racial stereotypes over the years. And my name is Alex Fankel. Throughout the podcast, I will be covering how the students dealt with homesickness and their friends and supportive groups helped them through their times here at Kalamazoo College. I'm Sophia Sajan. I'll be covering the students' different environments, how the international student process has been for them, how Amaya has dealt with her many challenges, and if indeed these students' voices are being heard on campus. We hope throughout the podcast you can feel and understand the students' struggles and clearly see how new members of our community interact with us. Thanks again for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy. Yochi and Amaya had plenty of great opportunities after high school, but they chose Kalamazoo College out of any university in the world. They definitely made the right decision, but let's hear what they have to say. Here, um, well, I always knew that I wanted to come to, to the U.S. because mm-hmm. I was born in Boston, so uh-huh. I am American, but yeah. I've never lived here. Yeah, I lived in Ecuador most of my life, and then and came in for the last three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess what I liked about Kalamazoo College was that it's a small school. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to do the study abroad program my junior year, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I wanted like the connection with the, the teachers, like the same thing that you get when you're in high school, so I yeah. wanted that. I, at when I was like thinking about after high school, I was not really sure if Japanese universities are my are good for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, if I talk about it, it's gonna be long. So just I was not so happy with what I imagined with me in Japanese colleges. Yeah. So I thought maybe um, going to going abroad is a is a, you know sounds like something sound appealing to me. And I kind of spoke English at at, at that time, so. And I had resources at my school, so I got. I started thinking about colleges in the U.S. <clears throat> then I got interested in like liberal arts college, Midwest. Mm-hmm. You know, close relationship with faculties and students between faculty and students. And I applied a couple of colleges, and Kalamazoo got me, and they paid well. Uh, I think. I think it's paying off. I like the small size. Like mm-hmm. you, it's easier to make friends because you see people in their classes. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's college, so yeah, it's different. Like the independence. Not gonna lie, I love it. Uh huh. Many students on college campuses struggle with being away from their family and being homesick. Let's tune in to see if Yoichi and Amaya have dealt with these similar struggles. Throughout the process, and international students, there are people who I still talk to. And yeah, I think it helped me like building international student community yeah. and be a part of it. And they did, CIP and the welcome team did a very good job on like making making it like um, welcoming. Yeah. And. Well, it wasn't, like, painfully long. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. But I I think it helped me to get in here and be a part of community, at least within, like, international community. It's been, like, a month and a Mm -hmm. half-ish. I feel good. I mean, 
luckily the friends that I'm with, they're really open to it. Explaining everything to me, yeah. so I'm just really open to learning about stuff like the weather. Having a strong and safe environment is key to achieving a sense of belonging. Yuichi and Amaya's environments have been constantly changing since they were little. I like my home, like families and home are fine, but at the same time, like Japan is not 100% like it's, it's, I, not everything in Japan worked well for me. Mm-hmm. So being in different environment, being in the U.S., being Kanduzu was like, okay, this is new and I, I'm okay. I, I guess I was like you know, experiment, experimenting things yeah. as well. But like, yeah, I think I don't, I didn't have any negative thoughts about being here. Like get used to it. Like by yeah. then I would have gone through the whole year of seasons and experienced uh-huh. all the like, winter stuff because i've seen snow yeah but i've never lived in it (laughs) so the culture it's i mean it's not that different because i grew up at international schools Mm -hmm. so i haven't had that much of a culture clash um i know that there are some holidays like martin luther king day Mm -hmm. i've never celebrated that yeah (laughs) and i also know with certain (laughs) friends who are like history majors or want to do sociology and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They know a lot about, like, American history or geography. And honestly, I know nothing about American history. Yeah, I'm American. I feel a bit bad for that. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm also terrible when it comes to... I've always hated the question, where are you from? Mm -hmm. Because if I tell people I'm American... Then they'll be like, oh, you're like everyone else. Mm -hmm. But then if I tell them that I'm Ecuadorian, then they're like, cool. And then as soon as they hear I was born here, then they're like, wait, what? You're not international. And then (laughs) Uh I'm like, you see, my story is confusing. Uh Which at the beginning frustrated me a lot. And sometimes I would just say, oh, I'm Ecuadorian and just Mm -hmm. cut it at that and not Mm -hmm. let them ask any more questions. Yeah. To Ecuador this summer before coming to K. Mm-hmm. And I would talk to some of my friends and I felt the struggle mm-hmm. of years of not speaking it so easily. Mm-hmm. I, I realized I did lose some of it. Yeah. Which I feel bad about. Like, it's, I'm not happy that I've lost it, but mm-hmm. it also makes sense. Yeah. Both students have I mean, been super it's... lucky throughout their lives to have super supportive friends and family. Both students share different experiences with love and care in their lives. In Japan, there are people who are very caring and generous and offering help in Japan too, but I think the average consciousness of like people thinking about others, people looking out for the others, is is more like present and visible. I couldn't use my cell phone to call my host family, and they, though those things are, they were very like you know, tried to offer help that more than I asked for. I, I think so. Yeah, it, it is also true in K, but I think it's also true in outside K and different places in the United States. Moving to America can be very difficult in itself. But having to understand the different schooling tendencies and language barriers is a whole nother challenge that Yuichi and Amaya had to go through. Uh, generally speaking, students are most studious here. Um, I know there are exceptions. 
<laughs> However, it's it's almost like cliche, but um, what we say about when we compare Japanese universities and American colleges is that Japanese universities are extremely hard to get into, but so easy to get out of. Oh. In American colleges, it's relatively easy to get into, but it's rather hard to get out of college yeah. like with, um, without like failing and stuff like that. Um, I think that, that's very true, and many of the students that I know um, are very hardworking, and you know, and by nature we have to like stay up late and stuff like that. And if you miss assignment, if you didn't do the readings, if you didn't prepare for class, it's very obvious in class. And that is probably not the case in Japan because most likely you're in like 100, 200, 200 people classroom. Wow. One professor like lecturing, whatever the hell, whatever the hell I want. So. Yeah. yeah. As here, well, I guess with K, it's interesting because nobody's used to K society. Uh-huh. As freshmen, we're all yeah. sort of getting it. So anything that's new about K, mm-hmm. like there are other kids who are going to get it. Anything yeah. that's new about Michigan mm-hmm. is different because yeah. that in that way, it's all. We are very lucky to have such a large collective group of international students here at K. Let's check out how that program made the transition easier for Yuichi and Amaya. Education-oriented school. That's why I got a lot of opportunity to go to study abroad and do a homestay program because they, you know, they send students those things, and that's why I was also able to come to the U.S. with like lots of essentially free resources. Um, that said, though, so my people around me tend to be more like open to like, those like outsiders' perspective. I open so. Do I relate to them? Hmm. Depends on what we're talking about. Like, I came here and got into, like, um, like gender studies stuff or learned stuff that I wouldn't have learned in Japan. And when I try, try to share that those things with um, people in Japan, it's sometimes, like, just they just don't understand. Like, they don't know what, what I'm talking about because they haven't been exposed to it. In that sense, I don't really relate to them. But I, when I hear from what they're saying, when I when I hear what they're saying, oh, so they don't like stay up until two to study. <laughs> they stay up until two to do drinkings. Yeah. So no. Making <laughs> <laughs> friends, it's a bit hard because before I came to Canvas, well, no. Before we started school, mm-hmm. I went to Lancy. Oh, cool. Okay. So I made friends there. Yeah. And that's where I experienced the first thing of, wait, where are you from? And like <laughs> explain the whole story. But like uh-huh. I, Lancy lasted six days, so I had a while to like get to know people and yeah. explain where I'm from and all about myself and you know. Yeah. So- when going to college, finding a group of people to hang out with is super important. And when coming to America for the first time, finding a group is even that much more important. Um, well, the partner that I was dating at the first year, they made me feel welcome, but that's maybe not since you're talking about students and faculties. Uh, I met them, like, very... But I don't think so. Maybe not... I was not so looking for to be like welcomed. I just be a part of it. Yeah. And the the there was first year seminar. 
can't. It was called Slang. It was led by Candace Combs and Learning Commons. That class was very um, ESL friendly class. So if you make some, if you, basically people, everyone in classroom is not a native speaker of English, and that class was, I guess, kind of, you know, the same as the orientation group um, that I was in. That place was pretty, made me feel comfortable. If, but I don't know if that's what was well. We're very different, which I know is a good thing. Mm -hmm. That can often like help in like a relationship. But like she has her friends, and I don't really hang out with her friends. At the beginning, I tried. Yeah. But I could feel that I was isolated. Mm -hmm. Like I felt it, and so I was like, "This is not gonna work." So I decided. Not to force it, and I was like, you know, what? I have other friends. Yeah, I'll just hang out with them. I don't have to have the same friends as my roommate does. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. As many of you know, belonging is one of the main factors we cover in this class. Listening to Yuichi and Amaya's thoughts and stories on belonging were very interesting and important to us. No, if I like actually look for a sense of belongings to where I am, um. I feel like in Japan, I feel I like Japanese food, and I I like how people are punctual, and train comes on time. I like about those things. Do I feel belong to Japanese Japan? Probably no, um, for many reasons. Do I belong to Japanese culture? Probably no. For many reasons, again, here I like how people are more—I don't know—like back, um, and more, more like accepting different types of human being, um, like you know, diversity, I guess. Uh, but do I feel belong to those like here? Maybe no. So I guess. There is there, there are things that I. There are different things based depending on whether I whether I'm in Japan and whether I'm in the U.S. Um, there are things that I feel, feel attached to or belong to, in a very like small sense, if that makes sense. Yeah. But not I don't know if I feel like belong to either of those like things like in a big Japan or America sense. As I start spending more times with my friends, I guess I feel more American. But then I also love explaining like Macedonian culture to people. Like, mm -hmm. oh, we have like unique celebrations that we do for like New Year's and Halloween, and it's just really cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. When I first moved, I thought belonging was a place. Mm -hmm. And then I started realizing that it's not a place, it's people. Yeah. Like the people that you're around with, you can feel like you belong with them. Mm -hmm. And that was a little bit hard when I first moved to Cayman because that was the first time I moved. Mm -hmm. And I moved pretty late when it comes to like moving in your childhood because mm -hmm. I moved in 10th grade. And the school that right. I moved to, all the kids in my grade, Because I've lived here for a month and a half. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like this is my home yet. 
Mm-hmm. I don't feel that yet. I did feel that in Cayman. That's because I lived there for three years and mm-hmm. it took like eh, a good year and a half for me to feel like home. During our interview, Yuichi made a point that he's noticed Japanese stereotypes are very present in America. Let's hear what he had to say and how all of us can work on not using certain stereotypes. There, it's not about necessarily about me, but I have, just work on your stereotypes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, not every Japanese watches just anime. They don't eat sushi every day. Not all Korean students are a fan of BTS. Don't ask stupid questions about Muslim religion to people from Midwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, Middle East. Yeah. Um, those things. Mm-hmm. They are not... I don't... Some of them are just from genuine curiosity. And I think curiosity is good. But that is different from paying respect to their own culture, paying respect to, to their roots. And there are times that you can show your curiosity and there are times that you just shut up. Mm-hmm. I have witnessed a scene where a st- students asking um, Muslim students from Jordan asking like questions about how do they do like prayings? How do Ramadan works? Mm-hmm. And I found that very disturbing because mm-hmm. they were asking not with at least it didn't sound like they were asking with respect, but just curiosity. And I did not that curiosity was not so was 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 expressed without respect. And we're not. Nobody is here to exhibit, to be exhibited, right? Yeah. yeah. We're just here. Right. And I think there, I learned things that I would not have learned in Japan. And Japan is really homogeneous nation. So. What do, you, is, what do you mean by that? Like, there is all, basically, and this is basically, mm-hmm. and. We only have one ethnicity. Oh, I see and, what you're saying. And, uh, and, uh, but we, we don't, if you go into Japanese history deep enough, if we do not. But generally speaking, we're Japanese. There's no, like, there's no, like, black-white kind of thing. Yeah, Another main factor in creating a strong sense of belonging is making sure that your voice is heard and your thoughts are respected. Let's check in and see if Amaya and Yuichi feel their voices are being heard here in America. Thank I've there ever been in a situation where I feel like I have to voice myself a lot so that college administration is aware of any situation that international students might be in. But this may differ depending on which international student you ask, because they they, they they have different troubles and based on their like where they came from and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Here, I'm going to get tons of different things that I did not get in Cayman, and mm-hmm. I obviously didn't get in Ecuador either. So I'm excited to get that. All the, like, knowledge. Mm-hmm. I know that lots of people, when they, when they hear about my story of where I've moved, they're like, mm-hmm. wow, they find it really impressive, yeah. which I'm kind of proud about. Yeah. Um, so that feels good. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, it frustrated me. 
telling people yeah. everything. Yeah. But now I'm just I'm learning to accept the whole complicatedness of yeah. my existence. On top of moving to a completely new country for school, Amaya has had to deal with many serious health problems throughout her life. She has been doing an absolute amazing job managing, managing everything, and let's hear how she did it. I'll be open about my condition, pretty open about it. Yeah. I have type 1 diabetes, mm -hmm. so that's probably why you hear all the beeping in yeah. class and why I carry <laughs> that yeah. around the world. Um, so there's also the thing of not only explaining where I'm from to people, mm -hmm. but also to my friends explaining to them about my condition is yeah. also not easy. And then moving here, obviously I have to find a new doctor. Mm -hmm. And then I recently signed up with the school's insurance and like okay. hoping that insurance pays for stuff. Yeah. And knowing that I'll have to figure all of that out on my own now, parents won't be here with me mm -hmm. to help me do that. And like making sure that I have like all my medications and like all yeah. food. It's, it's a lot sometimes. I mean, I know that there are a few other kids on campus who have type 1. Mm -hmm. I've talked to a few of them, but honestly, I feel like it's all on me. It's my condition. There's no one else that could help me manage it. Yeah. And even though my parents can help me manage it, they're far away. They don't know what's going on or what yeah. I'm doing, so it's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. Unlike before at home, they could see like, what I was eating uh -huh. and what I was doing every day and what time I woke up and mm -hmm. they could help me with that. But here it's entirely different. Well, in the past I had friends who sometimes when I like tested my blood sugar, they wanted to look at the number and be like, oh, I see. <laughs> and some, I've like changed my pump in like uh -huh. class before in like high school and I have lots of friends who like, they see me like take the needle, pull like the insulin out of the and they're like, uh -huh. oh, really? <laughs> First of all, their reactions are hilarious uh -huh. to watch. And uh -huh. also, it's a moment that I can take to like inform people, like, this is how it works, this uh -huh. is what I do, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I have had a couple of friends who are like, that's really interesting. With my roommate, um, that hasn't really happened because mm -hmm. we aren't around each other a whole lot. Okay. Like, we have different schedules and stuff, mm -hmm. and she's gone most of the weekends, so... I've told her about my condition, but she doesn't, like, she doesn't really ask a lot of questions about it unless I talk about it, which yeah. I sometimes do. Yeah. Um, but besides that, I've talked about it with, like, some friends and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you all again for taking time out of your day to listen to us in our podcast. And a super big thank you to Yoishi and Amayo. Without them, this podcast wouldn't be possible. We hope you learn something new and can use this information to make K College and this country a better place for everyone. Just don't